welcome to a very special bonus episode of Queerly Recommended, the podcast where we recommend queer TV shows, books, films, and more. I'm Tara Scott, and I review queer women's fiction at the Lesbian Review and Smart Bitches Trashy Books. And I'm Chris Bryant, a contemporary romance writer uh, with Bold Strokes Books. We have an absolute treat in store for you today. Chris and I have been fucking close to bursting because we've been so <laughs> excited about this. If you've been listening to the last couple of regular episodes, you will know that I fell head over heels for The Big Brunch on HBO Max or Crave in Canada. And it's the reality competition show that's all about everyone's favorite weekend meal, brunch. And even better, when Chris watched it, she loved it just as much as I did. So we are thrilled to be joined today by two of the chefs, Katie Randazzo and Jay Chong. Welcome to the show, new friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think Jay's uh, energy says everything, so thank you, but also thank you. That was Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, Jay, that was one of the things that always got me watching. It was just like, you had like just that vibe, that energy. You were always at 11 and (laughs) cheering other people on. And it was, yeah, it was so good. So we actually want to start. High energy is high energy is good. It is. It's a big brunch energy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um. So we want to start by talking about representation. So even though we're all laughing now, let's go serious for a minute, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, right. Chris and I know firsthand how much it matters to see yourself on the page or on screen. I mean, for me, coming to understand my queerness happened through reading so much representation. And that was why we created this show that's about recommending queer media that's authentic and often joyful. And like in the case of The Big Brunch, it was really both of those things. So what we want to know from both of you and Katie, let's start with you. What was it like telling your story and being part of showing that kind of authentic queer representation? And for you, like you were really representing non-binary people. You talked about how you were formerly religious. What was that like? And was there pressure to, to represent? You know, I'm just really, I'm Jay will probably say a lot of the, say this as well. And we both say this to each other a lot that we're just both so grateful that we were given the platform and the opportunity to showcase. Well, I don't want to speak for you, Jay. I am so grateful <laughs> that I was given, <laughs> that I was given the opportunity to have a platform to showcase who I am as an individual and that, you know, kind of, I'm looking for my words and kind of just like display what non-binary is. I think a lot of people, when they hear that term, they don't understand what it is and they have a completely different uh, vision of what a non-binary person may look like. And we all are different. We all look different. We all present differently, right? Like that's the beauty of being queer and being who you are is that you can be who you are. Right. So I don't think there was pressure to represent. I think it was more pride to represent and I don't want to say responsibility, but I also take a lot of responsibility for being authentically myself and showing people that it's okay to be you as well. And also to like figure out who you are at an older age too. Like it's never too late to figure out who you are and to embrace that person. So I think that answers the question for you. Yeah, I love that. And then Jay, because you were representing as a queer Chinese person or a queer Canadian person, 
like showing because like you brought that like yes you're talking about your Chinese culture but for me as a Canadian person too I loved that you were talking about Canada and about like it, it was very subtle in the show but I was so glad that you brought it up that like racism happens in Canada too and I think a lot of people think that that's just an American issue and it is absolutely not the case like Canada has its own problems for sure. So what was it like for you bringing all of these aspects of yourself? These are great, great questions. And just like Katie was saying, yes, grateful, so much gratitude that we were able to have a platform like the Big Brunch to be ourselves first and foremost, right? And I think that just goes back to Dan Levy providing the space and with him being queer himself and as open as he is and how what he did with Shit's Creek I mean, it just made me personally feel safe to just be me 100%, right? 100%. And, yeah. you know, looking the way I look, you know, mask presenting, being Asian, being queer, I, every day in my life, I walk the way you saw on TV, right? So what it wasn't, it there was no pressure at all. There, it was just me just truly being myself. And it was important for me to, to be visible because I needed someone on TV, or to hear someone that looked like me when I was growing up, because I mean, let's be real up until most recently, I don't think there were a lot of queer women on television. I think growing up, you know, we had, I think it was just Will and Grace were the first ones maybe. And it was like two identifying males that were portrayed on TV as being together. So I think for me, my goal was to use this, utilize this platform to, for bigger things that I think society needs to be we need to talk about it a little more, right? Yes, it's food, but in the day, I just wanted to utilize a platform to just like allow people to know that this shit still happens, you know, racism, homophobia. So, yeah. 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 And it, it, if I may add something on the tail end of that too, if you guys don't mind, like also like butch presenting people are often villainized, right? We're also, yeah. we're often villainized or portrayed as scary or butch is often used as a bad word or a negative word. And I think that like, it was also great to have this space for myself and Jay, you identify as butch as well. Correct. Yeah. To have the oh, yeah. space to be our like soft little butchy selves and make it like <laughs> no. not threatening, you know? Yeah. So it was really, it was really, it was really beautiful to have that space where we instantly felt so comfortable to be and safe to be our authentic selves. It was, it was really fucking cool. <laughs> and it was so cool to watch i think that was why it was funny chris and i had been talking we we're like man it would be so cool if we could ever talk to jay and katie and then like it just <laughs> happened like katie yeah. you dm'd us like what a miracle because i love it yeah <laughs> like getting to see people like you and i think especially for me where i feel very fluid in my gender as well and i don't I've never fully embraced the term non-binary, but I also use she and they pronouns and it's all, and it's like seeing people get up on TV and it's like, oh, I identify with aspects of what you're both bringing was so affirming and wonderful. The thing I want to ask in follow-up, because I don't think it's a surprise that the world's a bit of a trash fire at the moment, which I think is what? why no. the, the, right? <laughs> what a shock. I think that's why the big brunch is landing so well for so many people because it's such a trash fire, but also a lot of that really specifically for queer people because some lawmakers in the US are doing some pretty heinous shit, mm -hmm. um, especially to trans people, especially right. to gender non-conforming people. 
what has the response actually been like that you've been seeing? Jay, you want to go first? Yeah, babe, thanks. It's been really overwhelming in a very Mm -hmm. positive and heartwarming way. Just to, you know, hear in my voice, I could already feel the emotions just because people are like expressing so much gratitude and and thanking us, you know, Mm -hmm. thanking me specifically just for being present and just being vocal about the issues that we go through. And that, I mean, that's, that's enough right there, right? Because to, to allow, to allow someone to empower other people or to allow them to feel, to feel freer, to be themselves is what I think we all should utilize in our life, right? Because there are so many laws. There are so many people that are so against who we are. People hate queer people. They hate us. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's very evident. Um, So to hear, so I know Katie and I have talked before even when we were filming, like how, how we weren't, we were a little worried about trolls. I haven't mm-hmm. received, I haven't experienced that yet. Knock on I wood. haven't either. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. So for Wonderful. me, it's just beautiful that there is good people out there and people are really embracing what we put out there. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it gives me a little hope, not a lot, but it gives me a little to be like, <laughs> okay, we're doing something good that people are actually embracing it. And they're not trying to spit back in our face. Yeah. I mean, I think Jay said it perfectly. Every single message that I've gotten from people has been like a thank you for being visible. Thank you for being present. Thank you for telling your story. Thank you for being vulnerable. A lot of parents have reached out to me that have non-binary children saying thank you. A lot of non-binary people have reached out to me as well. And again, it just comes back to that gratitude of having that safe space and that platform to really, truly, authentically be ourselves I think, again, to show people that like, I don't understand why people hate gay people so much or queer people so much. Like, we're not threatening. And I think this, again, gave us this opportunity to show that, like, we're just gay people are people, too. <laughs> like, queer we people like, are yeah. people, too. You know? Like, we go yeah. to the we like food store. and we cook it, too. Yeah. Yeah. We go we to the eat. grocery store. We do laundry. Yeah, like, restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> So the response is we're been funny beautiful. too. Yeah. <laughs> we're extra actually we're extra funny. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, but the response has been beautiful. It's been beautiful. It's been it's been overwhelming, but like in the best way. That makes my heart so happy. Yeah. Before we move on to the next question, I just want to Chris, did you want to yes. follow up on anything there? Oh, am I supposed to? No, no, no. I'm just oh. asking if like, you have what? any follow-up questions. I was, like, I have, I I was enjoying this. I was like, yes, everything. No, like we no, are no. always looking for, uh, and like what Tara said, you know, we kind of started this during the pandemic just to, to get in front of people. And it grew from like just recommending books. And then we're like, let's just do all queer media. And it grew into like movies and shows. And it's wonderful to see queer people on TV, on television, whether it's like in movies or TV shows. And I love like, I just recently started watching, and we mentioned this earlier, I just recently started watching the Canadian baking show. And I think there's like four queer people on it. And like nobody in Great Britain cares. It's, it's kind of like, it was so refreshing to see just people being people. And it doesn't matter what their orientation is or their preference. It's just about cooking. And that's what this is. It should be about that. It should be a comfortable when you watch a show and you see queer people, I'm always like, oh, cool. Yeah. You know, and that should, it's, it should <laughs> yeah. just be like, it, sh- it should never matter. It should just be it like, shouldn't. it, it shouldn't, shouldn't matter. but it does. And so when we do see representation, it's always like, 
I feel like it's such a win. It's like, yes, look at us go. There we are. You know, I I love that feeling. I hate the fact that, that we even have to have those feelings because like you said, you know, we're people too. We're, we're everywhere. You know, we eat, we go to restaurants, we go to grocery stores and you know, why can't we just be people? Yeah. Cause we are people. (laughs) We are. We're people. Yeah. People. That's true. It did feel like a win seeing, Mm -hmm. cause I could be wrong, but I feel like this is probably the first well maybe maybe the great canadian baking show was the first because it's going to be the same well he was the host there but like the first competitive cooking show that i can think of where a judge and a a significant number of the cast members are openly queer so that it's kind of all throughout yeah yeah Yeah. i agree with you 100 percent and just backstory too, there were a number of queer people on set as well. Uh-huh. So, yeah. you know, yeah, there was, there was a large, we were, we were represented and it yeah. felt really, really good. I'm sure it, it felt did. comfortable I too. I think, I, I don't think, I know one of the producers was also a non-binary person. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been messaging a little bit through Instagram. Yeah. It just like, it was, it was such, it was such a safe space across the board down to the camera people, to the lighting people, to the DPs, to the producers. Like, yeah, there was representation of all and everyone. And I think that just speaks to the human that that Dan Levy actually is. He created that environment because that's the space that he wanted to, he, I don't, I can't speak for him, but like, I feel like that's the space he wanted to create a safe space for everybody. So he created the environment for everyone to feel safe so they could be the authentically themselves, not just the, the, the castmates, but everybody. And it was, it was really, it was really fun and interesting and beautiful to watch. Well, I love him a little more now. (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's pretty special. He, he, he's, he's, he's a special gem in this world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He he, he really, really is. Yeah. So Something I want to ask next, which I think is somewhat related to some of what we were just talking about, because there was just so much warmth to the show. And when we were coming up with questions, I reached out to the other reviewers at Smart Bitch Trashy Books, as well as actually the LGBTQ ERG at my workplace, because, you know, we don't make money off of this. I have a day job. Yes, we don't make money yet. Yes. Yet. I'm sorry. We do make a little bit of money. We love all of the people that support us through coffee. You're wonderful, but I'm not ready to quit my job and not pay my mortgage. Um, So yeah, ask the uh, people in our queer ERG at work. Because again, I think everybody needs a little something to be excited about. And the one thing across the board that everybody wanted to know was the, like the warmth and camaraderie that we saw on screen that was there especially among the contestants but it was also it also felt i i saw it as almost like three distinct sets of camaraderie there was the contestants there were the judges and then there was everybody all together was it actually like that in real life 100 percent. yeah yeah and i'm yeah. laughing because i get asked this question all the time uh, i do like, too <laughs> I do too. Everyone's like, come like, on, that's not for real. And I'm like, dude, it's for real, for real. Like we talk almost every single day. We're not actors. We are human <laughs> beings that are in kitchens for a living, right? So yeah. there's no way that we could have put that on on a consistent level, right? It was real life. It was and real I life. Just, yeah, it's real life. And it was just beautiful 
because it organically just happens, right? We were told we couldn't speak to each other. And then all of a sudden, the minute we were allowed to speak to each other, it was like, boom, love, love fest. And it was mm-hmm. just like, I, I'm sure all of us, I know I did. I was like, holy shit, is this real life? We all love each other. <laughs> like that, it was that loving, you know. I'm so asking myself if it's real life every day. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, but, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I mean, not only did Dan Levy bring like all these beautiful humans together, right, for for a purpose, for a TV show, essentially for for him, right, at, at mm-hmm. the end of the day. But I mean, he handpicked us for a reason. We were talking about all of us and then even the people that were on set, right? So when you bring good people together that really have a goal of being just being good humans, mm-hmm. it's automatic, right? We're automatically going to have each other's back. We're automatically going to love each other and it's going to be organic. Also, for us, 10 chefs, when you're in this high intensity situation where you're being vulnerable, you're ha- emotionally and your you have to put the food on on a plate right and you have to present it in a fashion that is not going to essentially send you home at the end of the day so that's a lot of pressure because chefs were very passionate about our craft so when you're in this high level and you're put together with these humans that have the same goal as you i mean you just can't help but to fall in love with each other so quickly it intensifies our relationships with each other right and it's, it's just it's just beautiful how it all happened. I mean, we were just texting earlier today about our trip a couple of weeks ago to New York City. You know, it's just a, like it's just a love fest. It's a it's a huge love fest. Yeah, I texted the group and I was like, "Hey, every time I'm feeling sad or like out of place or just you know whatever, however like emotional whatever." I watched the reel from us going to New York together <laughs> and I'm like instantly happy and healed. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. also too, it's like, it was authentically that like we became this family and we are very tight knit and we check in on each other and we call each other and we text each yeah. other and we support each other and we praise each other. And like, also like I miss everybody so much. Like I had this yearning to be in their presence again and to like, hug each other and cook together again. And it's, uh, I, I never, I knew I signed up for something special. Uh, I knew I was going into something special, but never in a million years could I imagine, could have imagined how special it truly became and how life-changing it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gave to me, and I suspect to a lot of other queer people watching, it gave very much found family vibes because found family is so important. Yeah. As, oh, found family is huge. Oh, yeah. Especially for queer people, mm-hmm. especially. I mean, most most queer, I mean, not most, but a lot of queer people don't have families. And so they're found family because of a lot of queer people have lost their families or their families don't right. agree with them. And so they walk away or they're not close. And I know, Jay, you can attest to this, but like, having that found family is your family. And I, I do believe that we are also a found family. It's mm-hmm. fucking, it's so fucking cool. <laughs> it is so cool. <laughs> right. You know, we all love each other. We're all, di- I think what the world saw was like, we're all individuals and we all had, you know, our, our passions and our goals. You know, we all, one main goal we have together is that we cook, right? And we're great humans. But it's just so funny. I was like, when, when Katie sent that text, I was thinking back to New York. And how there's 10 of us, right? 10, 10, if you get 10 people in a group, that's a lot to maintain. That's a lot to organize. Mm-hmm. But I just wish that someone on the outside could really see how we all flow with each other. You know what I mean? We all have 
individual relationships one-on-one with Mm -hmm. another person, right? And then as a group collectively, we come together and it's just so beautiful to watch all of us just like, like butterfly around each other, you know, and just like connect. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's really beautiful. Like, cause we all can just like, I can go off with Katie. I could go off with Nadej. I could go off with it. Like, and it's just like, so we're all just so connected, you know? Mm. We're all different, but there's a lot of common interest at the same time that I think brings us together. It's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, that's so good. Because I think yeah. there were some, I almost said characters, like you're not all people. That's the thing that's weird <laughs> when you're talking about TV shows. <laughs> there are some of the other chefs um, that I wish we'd been able to get to know more. And for me, that's really like, Kelly, I feel right. like we barely got to know her and mm. I wanted to hear more of her story and right. I wanted to hear more of Nadeja's story. And, mm. but there was still something like, so we, to do our homework, uh, we rewatched the series this weekend. Um, oh, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. I know <laughs> it was so hard watching my favorite TV show of the whole year <laughs> again. Um, but in the holiday episode, I feel like we got to see, like, bringing back all those people from the first few episodes that we oh, barely yeah. got to see. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, this is the family. It's not yeah. just the people that yeah. have made it this far in the series. It's everybody. It's a yeah. group. So something that got brought up a little bit, and we saw a couple times in the show, but I still feel like some people may not fully understand, is the concept of the family meal. And I think, and I love that it got brought in because it's such a beautiful aspect of restaurant culture. So would you mind explaining what is a family meal? What makes it special? And what were some of your favorite things that were made for the family meals on set? Yeah. Uh, Jay, do you mind if I go first? No, take it, take it, babe. Take it. (laughs) I love family meals so much. Yes. So like, I love it so much. I could talk about it for like hours. So in restaurants, something that happens often and it should happen in every restaurant, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is that the cooks will prepare a meal for the entire staff to sit down together and eat before service starts. And this is a time when you talk about, you know, your lives, but also in like the, the days before you tell a funny story, but also it's a time where everyone communes together and breaks bread mm-hmm. together. And we and you bond, and it's also a time in restaurants where you go over what the day is going to look like, what service is going to look like, what specials are, what's going on, and it usually lasts about half an hour. And it's really important that family meal is something healthy and nourishing, so you start your shift off in a good way. And also, for some people, it might be the only meal that they get all day too, you know. So that's something to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. So family meal should be very thoughtful. Now, for us on set, craft services left a little bit to be desired Uh, (laughs) which apparently is notorious on cooking shows but when you are feeding very talented chefs we can be a little bit judgmental and critical of the food that's being given to us but in my opinion it was left a lot to be desired so (laughs) and in the mornings we would come in and we would have this these this food left over from the challenges the day before (laughs) And we just collectively came together and decided to start making family meal for each other as a way to celebrate each other, as a way to nourish each other, and as a way to bond and grow as a family. Uh, We would also make the spread large enough that the production crew got to join in as well. So I think that like 
that I think that started in episode three where we started really making yep. family role for each other. And I think that episode three is where you really started to see the shift of us becoming this tight knit family. And I think that that family role just added such an extra layer to the show in a way that I don't think anything else, any other cooking competition has captured before. Jay, I don't know if you have anything to input there, but. Yeah. Family meal is the best, but I think you're spot on. Like you, you, we did feel physically feel the shift episode three. And I think family meal had a lot to do with it. I think because it normalized the situation for us because mm. we were all away from our, our loved ones. We were under immense pressure to perform. We put the pressure on ourselves, obviously to perform and to do these things. We're not actors. We're not, we don't live and make a career in Hollywood. So it's all new to us. We cook for a living. So I think that first family just normalized everything for us. And it kind of like allowed us to exhale a little and just like, okay, here, here, here we go. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. Family meals is special. And I think every every restaurant should do it for their staff, you know? So yeah. And, yeah. And also like it shows love. Like I'm taking time out of my schedule to cook a meal for you that is thoughtful and considerate, right? And nourishing and healthy to show my appreciation for the work that we're all about to do as a team. But yeah, I do think that like, after we cooked together, we all like relaxed a little bit because we weren't cooking for competition. Well, we yeah. were cooking for right. ourselves and for each other. Yeah. For sustenance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think too, with family and restaurants, you know, I think we learn about other culture, other cultures, food as well, because you know, restaurants tend to be like a melting pot of so many different ethnicities and backgrounds, mm-hmm. right? So depending on who is cooking that day, mm-hmm. typically they're going to go to their roots or go to something that they're comfortable with. So some of the best meals I've ever had was during family meal. hundred you know? percent. Good. Yeah. And sometimes you know, it's, those it's just meals, beautiful. yeah. And sometimes those meals end up on the menu. Like Christina Tosi's crack pie started from a family meal that launched her career. So like it's family meals, like this little secret gem of a thing that I think everybody should know about. A secret no more. No, it's not. <laughs> well, we just revealed it to everyone. Yeah, damn it. Awkward. Get on board, homies. Get on board. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, how do I get in on a family meal? <laughs> I guess you gotta go back to your roots and get a restaurant job. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm I'm too old for it at this point. If I'm honest with myself, that was a young person's game. Who are you you talking to? I worked the line at my restaurant all day yesterday because I had a cook call out. That's right. So my body is sore today. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you clocked some miles. (laughs) I'm still pretty sure I'm older than you. One of the things I loved was. You know, we had talked about how there seemed to be like three different groups. You know, there were the the chefs cooking, they had the judges, and then everybody as a group. And I loved that there was a lot of humor on the show. It seemed real relaxed. Like the judges were real relaxed. Well, they had some help. They seemed, yeah, (laughs) yeah, they did. That's true. There's a lot of whiskey going on. Um, Yeah, I think that was Solo's drink of choice was the whiskey. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, I just I liked seeing. I liked seeing how they discussed everyone, all the contestants and what they had to say, you know, good. And one of the things I loved was that during the bread episode, I think it was episode four, is they they gave everyone a, uh, <laughs> compared them to a type of bread. And so yeah. Katie was an English muffin and facts, was facts. the perfect milk bread. 
So my question right. is, <laughs> how do you see the judges? What kind of bread are they? Um, well, I have my bread picked out for Sola, but Jay, well, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are. Okay. Well, I, I had a hard time with Sola, so I'll let you speak yours. But I, I think of Dan Levy as a perfect Cinnabon. That's what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> yes. Cinnamon roll. Cinnabon. Cinnamon, Cinnamon roll. roll. Yeah. yeah. Just perfect, you know, just like perfectly sweet, perfectly layered, perfectly shaped, you know, just like that. And to me, I find Will to be like a chocolate eclair. Oh, yes. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I don't know, so, you know? No, no, no. Chocolate eclair is good. For Will, I was going to say a croissant, but because uh, it's okay. so like elegant and delicate. Elegant, yeah. 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 Chocolate um, eclair. Yeah, chocolate <laughs> eclair. Yeah. But Jay, uh, when you said chocolate eclair, I pictured chocolate croissant. And so now. Oh, look at so that. Maybe yeah. we should combo. combine them and you should combo. be a chocolate croissant. Yeah. That's uh, right. That's- for Sola, I picked a sourdough, a sourdough bread, right? Because. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go <laughs> yeah, for it. Like, because she's like <laughs> a little like tough and cr- not crunchy in like a dirty way, like gross, like hippie crunchy, but like crunchy, <laughs> like, like crunchy, like rougher on the edges. Right. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. But on the, and she's a little sour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like when you get to the inside it's just all this warmth and soft goodness you know so yeah. I think but mature I think, too because sourdough yeah, yeah, like the exactly. mother like is, is yes yes, yes exactly dough. because you have yes. to maintain and nourish a sourdough yeah. and it's, it's got maturity and longevity and like yes. sourdough knows who the fuck it is, right? Like That's right. sourdough yep. is a sourdough. Sola is a sourdough. Yep. <laughs> yep. I like Good job. That was well done. Yeah. Also, oh, I would like to say that I'm very proud of being an English muffin because, and we may not have to put this on air and I'll give you permission to, but <laughs> um, Jay knows exactly where I'm going because sourdoughs <laughs> have lots of nooks and crannies and I like getting into nooks and crannies. <laughs> Do you want that to go on there? Because we will keep it in. But that is, (laughs) you did say you were the one person, first episode about having a little crush on Sola. And I was like, I mean, I get it. She's wonderful and very (laughs) wonderful. Jay knows I'm quite the flirt. So, uh, yeah, it's good stuff, though. (laughs) Yeah. I've got some good stories. I've got some stories. Uh, Yeah, I don't care if you What kind of bread are y'all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, I didn't even think about that. Ooh. Don't mean uh, to put you on the spot, but pick your bread. Boom. Bread. I mean, it's, it's the yeast you could do for us. How, oh, oh <laughs> let us rise to the occasion. Let us rise. All right. <laughs> Good job. There, Good one. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Jay, you might you might know this, but I don't. Is there like a particularly French Canadian type of bread? You could be a Canadian bagel. Oh, like yeah, Montreal. like Montreal, Montreal, style, Montreal style bagel. Yeah, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or a butter tart. It's not a bread, but it's a <laughs> yes, pastry. yes, a butter <laughs> tart. Canadian with butter like, tart with like raisins or walnuts. Yeah, you like, like yes. Kinda, it's your choice. Kind of you sweet raisins. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. sweet, but I also have a little bit of bite. So. <laughs> butter tart. All right. Um, let's see. I'm going to say I'm from the Midwest, so I'm just a Midwestern biscuit. 
I'm going to go with a biscuit. Okay. All right. I'm just going to be. It's That's just, great. Biscuits, you know, biscuits, biscuits. are solid. Like, you know? yeah, I'm biscuits solid. Are solid. I think biscuits I'm solid. Biscuits never disappoint. They don't let you down. Right. They don't. No. no. Yeah. And they're soft in the middle. Even the and... not so great ones still satiate that biscuit craving, right. you know? Even, yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> sometimes yeah. we're heavy. Sometimes, you know, I come through with heaviness, but, uh, but still yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. I think everybody likes a biscuit. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to go with biscuit. Yeah. I, I think that's I a think great choice. It's a great choice. Very okay. good. I think it's hilarious that we came up with the question and didn't think that perhaps we might have to answer the question. <laughs> yeah, it's a surprise. Leave it up to us too. Yeah. Hero preparation. Um, <laughs> gotcha. So you had some long days doing this show. And you also sometimes got some feedback that was, it was always delivered with kindness and clarity, but Mm. probably wasn't always the easiest to take on. So how would you prepare mentally at the beginning of the day to make sure like your head was in the game and you were ready for what was going to come? And then at the end of the day, how would you unwind and just kind of like ground yourself again after getting some of that tougher feedback? Jay, you want to go first? Go, you go first, babe. Okay. Uh, so in the mornings for me, I would, uh, I, I had put little positive reinforcing quotes mm-hmm. on sticky notes all over my room and then letters from home, like hanging up all over my room. And I would take some time reading those and I would listen to pump up music and just like jump up and down around the room and just get like myself like amped and hyped. Because you never knew, you did not know what each day was going to bring. You didn't know what the challenge was. Mm. So you didn't know how to prepare for that said challenge, right? When you got there, they told you what was going on and then you cooked. So you couldn't really prepare for what was about to happen, but you could put yourself into a mood and bring some energy to yourself Mm. that allowed you to be able to get into the space to perform uh, or to cook. That that's how I would prepare during the day. Also, too, like we would we would all be with each other in the mornings. And I think that like just being with that family and kind of like talking about what we thought might happen was very comforting and allowed us to get into another level of space. You know, there was like the pregame workout in my room, and then there was like the pregame warm-up in the in, on on set and studio, and then there was the go. At the end of the day, for me, I would often call my sister. Um, she lives here in Los Angeles where I live now, and she's always been like my ride or die. She's always been the one to reground me when I'm not feeling confident or have self-doubt. And so having her be there for me in that way was how I would reconnect to myself and re-believe in myself if I got feedback that wasn't what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. How about you, Jay? For me, it was important just for routine, right? Because we were we were staying in a hotel. So it was important for me just to wake up a little earlier and just like have as much normal routine that I would normally start my day. So I actually asked the hotel for a kettle. So I started off with some tea. And I really you know just that? That's it. Yeah, yeah. I got the kettle. I was the one that got the kettle. They got the kettle and I drank some tea and I burned in, burned some incense. And I really was listening to like chanting music. I know to some people out there, it's like woo-woo, but I live in Asheville. Or a bunch of hippies here. So I mean, I just that's how I had to start my day. 
just like every day I had to wake up, drink my hot tea, burn some incense and listen to chanting music and then pump up music once we were all together. Once it was like we knew we had a certain amount of time before we had to like go back and start filming. I had to put my ear headphones in and just oh. listen to music and zone out. And it, the, the music varied each day. And then how I'd wind down at the end of the night, um, a glass of wine, really, a, a hefty poor glass of red wine. And I had to call my wife because my wife was the one that my wife knows me so well. She could hear just by me saying, hey, babe, just that tone, like how I was doing. And she was oh. able to just bring me, bring me all the way back. And one of the very first sticky notes I put on, on my bathroom mirror was, is remember who the fuck you are. Yeah. That that's how Jay's in my phone. Yeah, right? This is yeah, Jay. And remember that's, who the fuck yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah. And that's my, my wife, when I left here, she, she dropped me off the air, airport. And the last thing she said, she's like, yo, I was like, what's up, babe? She goes, remember who the fuck you are. I was like, yeah. And that's how I had to carry myself. Yeah. And I shared that, it with the homies and we, that was our constant saying whenever that was, one of us was having self doubt, we just had to be like, yo, just remember who the fuck you are. Just remember who you are, cook your food. We all can cook and just let's go in mm-hmm. and do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That, that was like a sporting that. event, really. Yeah. yeah really. <laughs> And that became like, it definitely became a, a, a constant theme or a reoccurring theme for everyone while we were cooking. Um, it was just always, remember who the fuck you are. Also, I'd like to add on to like one time I ordered a new binder and I shipped it to my sister's house because I didn't, I didn't know when it was going to show up or if I would get it, if it came to the hotel or whatever. And so she brought it to the hotel and dropped it off and we weren't allowed to physically see each other. But her name is Dexter. I wrote in sticky notes, hi, Dex, on my window that faced the mm. courtyard. And they allowed her to come to the courtyard and we could wave at each other. Uh, so that was a really nice moment, too. Uh, yeah. But yeah. That's but sweet. also remember who the fuck you are. <laughs> That's just good life advice. It is right. good life yeah. advice. Unless you're an asshole. Right? Don't remember to be right. an asshole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> remember who you want to be. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good life. It's good life let life word words of wisdom for like just life, just everyone going through life. Just remember who you are. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. How is life going now? Has the uh big brunch kickstarted your dreams into action? Uh my life is fucking sweet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh I moved to Los Angeles. Um, I got a really great job. I have a really nice girl in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I am more confident and secure than I've ever been. I think in my entire yes. life, I am mostly sober, uh, which has been really good for me. I had a lot of self-doubt and depression before filming and I was doing a lot of self-medicating. So I'm very clear headed and clear minded. I'm the healthiest that I've ever been. And I just like, I'm just really fucking happy. I'm really, really happy. Nice. Love it, babe. Love you. I love you too, dude. Yeah. I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, serve it. You know what I mean, babe? You yeah. get it. Run with it. Yeah. 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 I mean, life's right. good. I can't complain. Asheville treats me well. You know, my business, Jay Chong Eats, is still doing well. It's doing, I mean, the, the show has definitely brought um, a little more volume my way. And it's been beautiful. And yeah, it's kickstart. I think things for me. I'm just trying to be very conscious to not jump. I'm just being conscious that uh, to, to 
get go after things at a at a pace that I feel comfortable with, right? Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people out there is like, you know, you gotta you gotta bank on this momentum, you gotta bank on this, right. like don't lose, like don't lose the momentum right now. But for me, I typically don't ride off a of momentum. I have to like really process it. So I'm being conscious of the time frame that we have, but I'm also being conscious of what feels good to me because that's what I've done my whole life up until this point. But I mean, this this show has been life changing, not only for me, I know for all of us, because it's mm-hmm. just, we were provided a platform to just showcase who we were mm-hmm. and to showcase our talents on whichever, which way we chose our paths are going to be, we were really granted the, the big stage to, to show the world who we are. So it's, it's yeah. been beautiful. It's been positive. And I, and my gut tells me it's going to continue to be positive because it's been so positive in this, what, almost month that we were going through this. So it's, it's just beautiful. Yeah. I think, I, I do think that things are going to continue to grow. And I really, Jay, want to say like, I admire and appreciate your like, I'm not doing anything outside of my comfort zone because it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Right. And I think it's really important that everybody that did the show and everyone understands, like, don't rush into something that you're not sure of. Don't rush into something just because you think it's the only opportunity you're going to get. Our momentum is just building, right? It is just building. This show just came out. So I think there's a lot of opportunity to like really pick and choose what feels good for us and what is true to who we are as humans and what fits our brand. Because like it or not, we are brands now. And I think that's something that we have to think about too. It's weird to think about. It's weird to think about all these people knowing who I am. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yeah, it's really, it's it's weird, but I, um, I'm also very grateful for it. So Jay, Tell us about your cookbook. Has that, have you started with that? How is that going? Because I know that was one of, that was your goal was to get your cooking into a book. How's that going? Yeah, it's definitely starting, you know, mm-hmm. all, you know, I have ideas. I've already had ideas of what would, you know, type of recipes be in there, type of stories I would want to share. Mm-hmm. You know, the ball is definitely rolling. There's nothing concrete right now, okay. but I know, I know what, I know when that time comes, it's going to show up. And it'll just, it'll be the right moments. But yeah, mm-hmm. cookbook is definitely going to be in the near future. And I don't know if this will make it or not, but you can self-publish a cookbook. Uh, okay. You can self-publish okay. uh, through Amazon. Um, you know, I, I I work with a publishing company. I work with Bold Strokes Books, but a lot of my friends self-publish. Um, that is like, actually self-publishing is like exploding right now, just an FYI. And okay. so, I mean, you okay. could probably work uh, I don't know if somebody could work with you. If this is something you wanted to do yourself, uh, I think there are a lot of people who will help you for sure. Like take a picture of your food and then the, um, you know, the recipe itself and then the directions or instructions, you know, that's something that, that I think you can do on your own. I mean, obviously you won't get the same push like with a publishing company, you won't get as much, but it's something you can do yourself and very minimal costs. I don't think there's, I don't think it would cost you anything other than you cooking and, and putting it out there so that I'm just telling you, this is my experience in the publishing world. Like you can go one way or the other, but if, and and both are successful without a doubt, both ways are successful either with a publishing house or doing it yourself. So Anyway, okay. So, sorry, Tara. I felt your love. I felt your like guidance right there. I was like, I'm so excited for this. I really am. You know, I'm excited to read it. And so, having this, if you do want to go the self-publishing route, and 
you want to know people, not cookbooks, but like people who have self-published before, you can reach back out to either of us and we can connect you with people that we know that know the ins and outs of that machine. Right. Yeah, for Thank sure. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thanks mm-hmm. for the love. I feel that. Good. Yeah. Because I mean, that like books and writing and stuff like that, that's my thing. I've been in this industry for almost 10 years. So I've seen the ups and downs and the growth of self-publishing and just the opportunities and options now that writers slash, you know, creators have in, in this right. world. So I, I don't want you to be limited thinking that you only have one option here, which you really don't. So I said, I bet people would fund the shit out of a Kickstarter if you right. did that. Like if I you wanted to hire yeah. a designer to do the layout for you and the, all that, like people would show up. Yes, for sure. A hundred percent. Because I think I'm a, I'm a very good storyteller. I'm just not a very good writer. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I can relate to that, Jay. So and also <laughs> like Katie, you had mm. you were thinking about like we heard about the Geneva House. Mm-hmm. Um, is that still something you're pursuing? Is that it is, still on the, uh, the bucket list? It, it is 100 percent something I'm Good. pursuing. It is something that I've wanted to do a, a variation or a form of it since I was 16 I years since I was 16 years old. I think my road it's, it would be a nonprofit. So mm-hmm. I you know that's not something that I have a lot of experience in. But I have signed up to start volunteer work uh, at a nonprofit here in LA for queer and trans displaced youth that I'm really excited about, and I think that. It's necessary. I think we need it. It's it, it, it it's a safe space, but it's also a space for whole body nourishment where we are teaching kids not only about their genders and who they are, but we're teaching also the community and teachers and doctors and right. other people how to respond to us, which sounds like such a shitty thing, but also like doctors how to talk to ask someone how they oh, want their yeah. privates to be referred to, you know? So I, I say it's like whole body nourishment, but yeah, I'm definitely working towards it. I have a two-year plan. Hopefully it'll be executed in the two years. We'll see. Are you going to come and cook, cook a class? What's that, Jay? I said, I want to come and do a class with, with the people oh, that are fuck there. Yeah, dude. Fuck. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. You'll be like a guest speaker all the time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you uh comfortable sharing the name of that nonprofit? I don't know. I'm not linked up with them yet. Um okay. I just volunteer I signed up to volunteer. No, so, that's okay. Separate yeah, to this, so, is there a local LGBTQ nonprofit in your area that you would want to draw attention to because we have a newsletter and we're trying yeah. to promote a local nonprofit in each newsletter? Because like the Trevor project is amazing, but they probably have enough money and like, there's all these national level nonprofits that get all the money, but what about the local people on the ground in the community doing the good work? So, um, so I have, I have it in my notes. It's called safe place for youth. And then there's also another place I'm reaching out to called brave trails, which is like a summer camp for queer kids. I mean, I'm not linked up with them yet. It's just places. No, no, no. You don't have to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you absolutely don't have to be. The other ones we've promoted, like we're not officially linked up with. They're just doing good work in our communities. Yeah, I think they do great work. So yeah, for sure, 100%. There's two. Um, I'm on the board of Campaign for Sound Equality here in Asheville. Um, It's a, it kind of encompasses the Southeast region of the United (laughs) States. And I mean, it's a nonprofit, Campaign for Sound Equality, CSE for short, does a lot, a lot of work for, for us to have for us to understand what our laws are, what what laws are against us and what laws can help us, et cetera. And there's also one nonprofit in town called Youth Outright. 
And I would love for people to know more about those two organizations and how they can donate, how they can help out, how they can spread the love and word. Jay, you should, we should, we should share that. I should, I mean, we should, I want to share that on my social platform too. So let's do that. And I would love to come do a cooking class with you guys, Sarah. So let's, let's fucking do it. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. So are we at the final question? Is this the final question? I'm scared. I'm nervous. <laughs> we'll be gentle. Um, okay. So are there any, that's queer- what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Are there any queer books, TV shows, films you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Yes. I just started watching sort of on HBO. That's been really, really great. I've only watched the first episode, so I literally just started watching it. But it's about a non non binary human who is uh, Asian American, and that's I mean I don't know. It's great. I you gotta watch it. I can't really explain it. You just gotta watch it. And then also I watched the first episode of Willow, and there's some queer action going on in Willow. Oh, okay. I was looking at Willow, so I might have to actually take the plunge. There's a little queer queer action going on in there. Good deal. Jay, what about you? Okay, I'm going to throw an old school one that I think Ooh. every queer person needs to watch, or sh- or I'm just going to say it, Bound. Bound. Oh, Bound. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, is that the right name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judy, Judy Gershon, remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So much. Go I all the way back. Let's go back to the OGs. Everybody just watch uh, that. Uh, and, you know, oh, yeah. Um, I masturbated but so a, much. A feel good podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, feel good podcast that I'm like, it's probably gonna shock a lot of people that I listen to it. I don't maybe, but I really am digging um we could do hard things. Oh Abby yeah. Wombach, soccer player, right? Yeah, yeah. Mary, Mary, you know, it's just like these queer women coming together talking about things to help society like get through the hard shit in life, right? And it's feel good. And then they talk about a lot of like. I'm just proud that they can ha- they have that kind of platform that caters to a certain demographic that maybe the four of us will never touch. Right? Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah and I think totally that they're sense. yeah they're educating a specific demographic out there that need to hear the topics that they're they're talking about. So I I am digging that podcast right now. Yeah, no, that's yeah. great. I haven't listened to that. I'll check it out. I started listening to a podcast two or three days ago called Come As You Are, which is- Oh, um, yeah. Emily Nagoski, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Love it. Yeah, she's so good. So Emily Nagoski, for people that don't know, is the author of a book called Come As You Are, which is kind of all about pleasure. And because there's all these myths around sexuality and pleasure and all these things, it can often lead people to be broken. And her central message is we are actually all made up of the same parts, but we experience things in different ways and nobody is broken. And she wrote uh, one of the most impactful books I've ever read, which was called Burnout. If you've ever experienced burnout, go read this book. Mm -hmm. It was the first section, especially talking about what you can do to manage and prevent burnout was incredible. Changed the way I approach Mm -hmm. managing stress and my body was so good. Go get it. And yeah, listen to check out her new podcast for sure. That's really good. Yeah. Hell yeah. So that is all 
for this episode. Thank you so, so, so much, Jay and Katie, for joining us. This yeah. This dream come true. Um, <laughs> if people want to connect with you online, where can they find you? Uh, you can connect with me on Instagram at Chef Katie Randazzo. And then I also have a website that honestly I don't really do much with, but it's there. It exists. And I'm working on getting better at some bad technology, but it's just chefkatierandazzo.com. It has a link to my email address if you want to request me to like come do talks or cooking lessons or, you know, things. If you want to be friends. (laughs) (laughs) Jay, how about you? How can Um, people connect with you? Instagram is my main um, source of, of social media right now. It, it is probably the only one that I am very active on. And that's Jay Chong underscore eats. And yeah, but, you know, follow, not only follow Katie and I, but follow all the rest of the homies right. that were on yeah. the brunch because mm-hmm. they're, they're just beautiful human beings. And yeah, we all, all, we all, we all see a little bit of us in every single one of them, you know, mm-hmm. one of us, right. everyone can relate a little something to each one of us. 100%, 100%. And they're all doing really amazing and beautiful things in their communities as well. So there's a lot of support that we can, we can give back to them and so that they can continue to do the great things that they're doing too. Yeah, for sure. Oh, good. All right, everybody. If you have enjoyed the show, please make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You'll get notified whenever we release a new episode. If you have a friend that you think would like really recommended, please make sure to tell them about it. If you'd like to support us, there's links in our show notes to our coffee and to our newsletter sign up. Or if you want to connect with us on your favorite social media sites, we have links in the show notes and in the newsletter too. Or you can just search for Clearly Recommended on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, TikTok, and Twitter if it's still around. I love Twitter. It, it, it apparently keeps going in spite yeah. of Elon Musk's cool. best efforts. <laughs> or email us at podcast at clearlyrecommended.com. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bye. everybody. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Thank you. we have a little bit of time oh yeah i'm wondering if we should pull up the extra questions sorry this is all like just going to be edited out but um because i think the other two are really great closer questions okay yeah yeah i agree do you want to grab one we're doing good on we're doing good on time i feel good about it beautiful look at us i know okay Um, we're sexy and efficient (laughs) where are where are y'all right now where are y'all both right now I'm in Calgary, Kansas City. Okay, got it. My yeah. Chiefs, my Chiefs play at three uh, twenty-five against the Bengals. Awesome. I don't know Ohio. Like uh, I'm not a, like, uh, I'm not the, I'm not a sports person. I'm not that kind of gay. <sighs> no, I'm that kind of gay. Okay. <laughs> I'm with. Uh, I have I'm been with, watching. I'm with Katie World Cup. on this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, I have been watching the World, World Cup. Cup I, yeah, World Cup. I can't yeah. do it. I can't do soccer. Like, come on, give, give me something else. I'm out. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Kip and I have been like, yeah, Kip and I have been talking nonstop soccer. Well, not nonstop, but we talk about soccer. I mean, you know, soccer is the best sport in the world. I'm sorry. No, it is. I'm going to say football. I'm going to go with football. 
I'm going to go with football. Soccer, you know, I grew up in Germany. Soccer, we played it all the time. I still, yeah. to this day, I don't understand the game. It's no, like, that sounds like you a, have other qualities. Like, yeah. That sounds like well, a you problem. It, it, 100% <laughs> yeah. problem. It's okay. Like, football, I know it in and out. I wrote a book about it. I can yeah. do football. I, it's nice. just, it's because I grew up okay. with that. That's just like my environment. My dad watched it. My mom watched it. Um, and so, and like here in the Midwest, Kansas city, that's what we are. Like the chiefs, we're the chiefs. We have Patrick yep. Mahomes. Everybody else can suck it. So uh, we are. <laughs> oh, okay. <exactly>. for sure. <laughs> well, in good news, Chris, yes, you're yes. going to be happy that we will finally have an outtake. Cause Chris, uh, was telling me recently <laughs> that like, she's like, turn your fucking recorder on. We haven't had an outtake in a while. <laughs> yes. At so, the very end, we put little outtakes sometimes. And so, okay. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we can we can um, go ahead and ask the extra questions. What are you What are you thinking about, Tara? What do you think? Well, the thing I'm thinking is some people definitely want to know a little bit about that, like oh, like behind the scenes of a reality yeah. show type thing. So, um, do you want to do one or do you want me to grab one? We'll probably grab only one. be able to do one. I'll grab it. 